This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the preview show edition of the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into all things Ipswich Town. I'm your host, Richard Woodward, and I'm delighted to welcome back the brilliant Harry from Bath. Harry, it feels like it's been forever. Been I'm so pleased to time. see you. Yes, indeed. I'm looking out the window at, 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 in my room here and I can just see it's still not dark. What will it be? Seven o'clock on Wednesday evening. We're doing, recording it on the 27th and, uh, you know, we, 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 the, the clock's changed next week. We're into the final act of the season. We really are. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a long two weeks, hasn't it? Yeah. Though I, I did enjoy two stunning 1-0 Irish wins. Again, the, uh, <laughs> we, we touched on it. One more wins, you could say. My theory, we we discussed this a few of us on on the the phone during the week, is this is Mick is going to try and recreate the 2002 World Cup campaign. Ireland were in with Portugal and Holland, two probably slightly better teams when you looked at the quality of players. But he managed to efficiently win all of the games against the Minnows, one or two nil. There was no murdering anyone. Then it came to the games against the big four they drew three of them and then they finally did the Dutch in um, in Lansdowne Road to to get the playoff against Iran and send Louis van Gaal packing as it were and I just have a theory looking at because Switzerland drew at Denmark it's Ireland, Switzerland and Denmark they're the three big teams in the group two to go through Switzerland drew at Denmark and I kind of went uh oh, game yeah. on! Here it's we go. Playing into his hands, isn't it? <laughs> Evil plan. Well, we'll see. Who will um, be the star on. of that campaign? It will, you know. <laughs> or who? Will, yeah. Will the training ground be good enough when they um, when they go oh, to? Oh, it's, oh it's Euro, isn't it? It's all over the place, yeah. isn't it? But yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, as I say, let's not. There isn't going to be one base actually, mm. so they can't. They can't get locked on an island somewhere. So uh, at least they have that in their favour. Good point. I, I <laughs> had to. Well, I, I tweeted him. Probably quite a few people saw the tweet about the old cliches coming out for the press conferences as well, you know. And and the one 0 win against Gibraltar was in, in tricky circumstances, but I I do love the you've you got to yeah. respect Gibraltar. Yeah, no, certainly no mugs, and um, I want yeah. to prove it as much. So um, the, the, this this was set up for an this was set up for an upset. I can't do the accent. Gibraltar were brilliant. They had a right go at it, and Darren Rondolph's my man of the match. Yeah. <laughs> so you Gibraltar. can find and replace for yeah. Rotherham, Burton, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's yeah, it's it's uh, Lincoln. It's, 
what's the line you said? It's supposed to be easy coming here, but you've seen it. It could well be, Mick, that you made it the way it was. Yeah. Jack, Jack Sargent, who started, plays for West Didbury and Charlton in the Northwest Counties League. And Adam Priestley, I think it is, who play, um, he came on off the bench, plays for Osset United in the Northern Premier League, Division 1 East. Um, the thing is, it was it was, it was it was how many shots did we have on target? It was something like the BBC had so it at four. Oh, no, 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 no. Ireland didn't. That was the thing. Oh, they okay. didn't have they didn't have that many shots on target. It was um, it was you know it wasn't a game that they dominated. Sixty two percent possession, and uh, yeah, there it is. But uh, we'll see. They're Careful bo- what you will, wish they, for, Ireland fans. They will be there. You can see them doing it. You really well, can. The, the tactics yeah. going to be lobbing tennis balls onto the pitch because that worked. Yeah. Um, in the game, what was it? who did they play? Was it Georgia? And who Georgia had they scored? Did. Yes, yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. you throw the tennis balls on, then you you win yeah. a free kick. Throw the tennis balls on. Balls on. Distract everybody. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant <laughs> tactic. Genius. Um, oh, and England, um, boring, oh. but in a really good way. Um, so my lord. Uh, but I, I just can't get excited about it, Harry. Um, mm. uh, maybe it's the tournament thing. Maybe I have to wait for the for it to matter. But. Um, I'm not going to complain about the way England are playing at the moment and Southgate doing all the right stuff as well. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, lots to be excited about and lots of young players coming through and all that. But let's not talk about the Blooming Internationals um, yeah. because everyone's tuning in to chat ITFC. And mm-hmm. uh, let me take you back in time, Harry. Um, it feels mm-hmm. like forever. I was going to, st- I need to say it. Um, I was thinking about Alan Partridge this morning and there's a, there's a bit where um, he makes friends with um, where... Is it Michael? Mike, Jordy Michael, who works in the BP garage, makes friends with a guy mm. called Tex, who likes American things, and he goes off and Alan ends up on his own, and Michael comes back and apologises, and, and Alan Partridge goes, God, I've missed you, and it's exactly the same feeling when I saw your lovely face, Harry. Oh, God, I've missed you. <laughs> we could talk about Nottingham Forest briefly, and then we'll talk about Hull. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's plenty of stuff to talk about Hull, but Forest. Great performance. Um, yeah. Probably should have won. Um, goals yeah. for Kwana. An own goal. Uh, Nolan own goal slash Wag A um, mm. got in there. And our favourite person, who's, who's had a lot of airtime on the Blue Monday channel, it has to be said, Mr. Stroud, yeah. making a name for himself again. Do you, what do you recall from that Forest game, Harry? Well, I've, as I say, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I was just, I followed, I've seen extended, I've had a, a video with really extended highlights. Um, I don't know. I just feel... He is error prone. Um, Stroud. Could he have blamed Stroud oh, it yeah. is. Yeah. Could he have um, made? He could he have relied on his linesman for the disallowed Forest own goal? That was that was the big that was the. So I think the, the line question. I flagged for that one, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, that was really um, obvious as well. I'm surprised. Yeah, I would say well, that, yeah, yeah, it's not that he's. I don't think he's necessarily biased against us, but it's just, it's 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 just a lack of competence, really. I think that's the thing that scares me more. That was um. So there was that incident. Then obviously later on with the penalty, which just um. Yeah, that just beggared belief. I don't know. Um, I. As we joked in the on the mailbag show about whether or not he's going to follow us down the leagues or not, but um, that's a fear. Oh, fear it's a dark fear that's we have. Like a bad um, season, even worse. Yeah, yeah. No, as I say, I'm I'm kind of to be honest with rest of the season. We we haven't caught a break at all, and but it's easy just to say it's down to that. It isn't. We're we're, we're getting relegated not because of referees. We're getting relegated for more fundamental reasons than that. We, you know, a game against Forest, we should have dominated. You can't just base it on single instances, important as they are, but we just don't, we can't convert. You know, we can't, we know that. We can't convert um, pressure dominance into wins and which, which is the real, which is the real problem. And that's, that goes right back 
to that goes right back to the autumn. So you can blame Stroud all we want, but the, the, in that sense, the pattern that we have now, if we kept going, you know, if the season was another ten games long, we would start picking up more wins. But we back in October, we knew we were running out of games. Yeah, I mean, we just, yeah. My, my theory on the referees, yeah. and I think I yeah. put this across a few times, is when you're down the bottom and the margins are so fine between yeah. um, defeat to draw, draw to win. Mm. Um, the refereeing decisions matter so much more. Whereas if we're scoring yeah. freely um, and getting results as well every now and then, a refereeing decision here and then, you kind of take it on the chin, don't you? But because yeah. every week, er, to, to, coin a, to borrow a phrase from our previous manager, every point's a prisoner. Um, yeah. When Keith Stroud doesn't award a penalty, that matters so much more, doesn't it? Because that's the difference between one point and three. When actually, yeah. if we were playing well, if we were effective, if we were converting the chances, as you say, Stroud's yeah. decisions don't matter. They're an annoyance, aren't they? Yeah, and they I think are. That's the, that's the difference. It's the margins yeah. are so much greater now for us. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah. No, as I say, it's the first game, it's fitted the pattern of all the other ones. And I was joking on the on the preview, on the uh, mailbag show, I should say, with, with, with Dave and Ben about, you know, we're playing Hull now and another team who are playoff wannabes who aren't quite good enough. And, you know, you mm. think to yourself, oh, here we go. This has got another one-all draw written all over <laughs> I it. I absolutely we, agree with you when you say that. Before, before we even talk about it, you know, it's a similar thing, a team who, which isn't quite good enough. Whereas, as I say, we're also not quite good enough, but just in a more fundamental way. Yeah. yeah. And, and mm. um, that mailbag show, that um, uh, the flagship show was the mailbag this week um, in absence of a fixture. Really enjoyable listen. Um, if you haven't mm. um, downloaded it or, or watched back the video mm. or anything like that, I, I really recommend it. Yeah. A really good chat there. Some some really good kind of thoughts ahead of next season as well. Some um, some grounds mm. to look out for and some ideas about where we need to strengthen. Um, a few questions along those lines, so we'll definitely um, drill maybe into some of those points, but definitely download that if you, or listen to that if you haven't already. Um, yeah, great. Let's move on to the weekend, shall we? Um, yeah. Hull, I, um, I've got some thoughts on Hull, Harry, and they might not be popular um, with Hull fans. I don't know whether Ipswich fans will care. Um before we kicked off the the recording, I, we kind of discussed the owner at Hull, and it feels yeah. like potentially that he's, he's a more kind of dysfunctional version of Marcus Evans. Um, mm. We haven't got the issues about renaming the team or that kind of stuff or holding us to ransom. Um, but there is the sense at Hull over the last couple of seasons that the budgets have just contracted it more and more and more. Supporters mm. more and more marginalised. Um and there's the similar kind of, we'll come back to Atkins as well, who I just don't understand. I can't fathom how um, he's successful, but um, good luck to him. Um, but a, management, a managerial appointment that's galvanised the supporters to maybe distract from the, deficiency of the deficiencies of the owners. Um, any thoughts mm. about whether I'm making a bit of a stretch there or are there kind of strands of truth in that, do you think? No, there, there are parallels. Um, the, it's interesting uh, listen to what the whole fans are saying. They're less worried about this season because at the moment they're a classic mid-table team. They've nothing now to play for. Beginning of the month, they were four points off the playoffs, but they've picked up one point from the last three games, particularly their away form. Well, is it uh, something like defensively, they, they seem to fall apart on the road. 11 goals conceded in the last three away games. But they... So they, they've really hope is a bit like with Bristol City, hope has faded realistically for the playoffs, not just because of the results, but also when you look at the performances, they've they just think, look, if we did get into the playoffs, we'd just get battered. But um, so they're not they're not confident from that point of view. But where your point really hits home is that they're really worried about next season. 
Okay. And some of the quotes, I dread to think what the team will be putting out next season. We'll be a million miles away from this season next year. A team with potentially, you know, Jared Bowen, Marshall, Kamil right. Grzycki, Henriksen. Um, most important players are out of contract with the club missing extension. Many important players are out of contract with the club missing extension deadlines and contracted players that will no doubt move on. That sounds familiar. It does. And, and Adkins is out of contract as well, as much as I'm maybe yeah, a detractor. The yeah, the manager's out of contract, which then, yeah. and that's fundamental because now we've got a manager who's already lining up, getting his ducks in the line for August. You know, to, let, to leave your manager hanging, given that he has perceived to have done a good job at championship level, somebody else, you know, he might think, okay, I, I polish my CV up nicely here. I'm ready for whatever comes next. It's, yeah. it's, it's reckless, I would argue, but that they are really, really worried, as I say, about next year because the, the, it's, it's that idea you've got two types of owner, ones who throw irrational amounts of money at it, and then there are others who try and sweat the assets just a bit too much, if that makes sense. Yes, yeah. and I would yeah. say that Evans and the Alarms are, are both in that yeah. kind of camp. Um, yeah. I mean, we've got a, a pretty lousy record against Hull of late. Um, yeah. We'll talk about the 2-0 in a sec, but I was doing some digging, and do you remember the last game of the 2007-8 season, where I think we were in the, it went to the last day with a shout of playoffs. And I think yeah. we beat them 1-0. I think Alan Lee possibly scored. We beat them 1-0. Right. Um, right. We yeah. haven't beaten them since that day. Um, albeit they had a spell in the Premier League, didn't they? But we've lost yeah. nine times and drawn three times. Mm. Um, no wins since then. So it's a pretty lousy record we've got against them. Um, mm. We haven't played them a huge amount in our history, actually. I don't I don't think it's... Mm. It's probably about 30 times at most. Um, and that's... They... Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. What you were just saying, that they overtook us when they beat Bristol City in the playoff. It was it 2008? And that's the parallel. Were they in the they playoffs over... that season, were they? That was, I think, the year, the famous goal that broke Bristol City. There was a question, was it Dean Windus scored the goal, I think? Oh, okay. It was absolutely, it was It was played back to him from Fraser Campbell, and he nearly took the net off with it. It was a famous playoff winning goal. Um, and I think since then, once they got the money... Oh, in the final or semi-final, yeah. is it? Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, they, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. Crystal City. Uh, there was a question somebody mentioned. Was it? I think Jim asked the question about um, Dean Windus, and I'm because I was talking to Steve, a Bristol City mate, and he still. I mentioned it. When did you lose the playoff final? And he mentioned Dean Windus, and he started getting. It, it was a bit like the way Bolton fans went about Barry Knight. Let's just say, you know, it's kind <laughs> yeah. of, oh, Dean Windus. He broke a heart. You know, that's <laughs> absolutely. I could be. I could be wrong. I may have got the facts wrong on that, but I think you could see that yet another team in the last decade, one of many who have just gently and quietly and efficiently overtaken us. Yeah. Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and certainly last season, I remember the, the was it, um, did they, was it, no, it was Barnsley, wasn't it, that ended the McCarthy era, was it? Yeah, it was, was Barnsley. Was it the whole match that yeah. precipitated McCarthy's contract, the news of McCarthy's contract not being signed? I just remember us being heavily beaten in front of no one at Portman Road on a Tuesday night, I think. That I was don't the know game. McCarthy's. Hull, if I'm not mistaken, was the game where McCarthy ring fenced all the players around. That was it, a full and, time. And, the, you know, he he won the dressing room but lost everybody else, so I put it. Which it's, you uh, mentioned on the, the mailbag yeah, show, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. an absolute truth that it was. Um, it was the, the, I remember the, the, they got absolute pelters um, from, the, from, the, from the, not just the North Stand, the whole ground, pretty much. That was when. We recognised irretrievable breakdown. Had that really was come. the low web. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Uh, moving it forward to this season, yeah. um, uh, 15th of September um, in Hull, 2-0 um, defeat. We were both there, weren't we? Yeah. And, and 
two things kind of um, stuck out for me. One was, um, I think that's when alarm bells started to ring for a lot of people that the season was going to be tough and Paul yeah. Hurst might not be the man for the job. Yeah. But I also didn't think Hull were particularly good that day either. We just made mistakes. It was a mistake for Downs pretty early on for the, I think he lost mm. the ball in midfield and then was out of position um, chasing back and then Spence in the second half. Um, Gherkin was in goal as well. Um, and that to me was kind of an alarm bells game. Um, mm. And for Hull, it's kind of similar to Norwich actually. The trajectory's kind of gone up, upwards from that point onwards and uh, Mr. Bowen, who we will talk to in uh, great detail, scored that day, and he's yep. been on on great form as have they um, ever since. They were down with us, weren't they? I think they were. in the bottom five or so. That's why um, they made a very poor start. Yeah, and suddenly off it's, they went. That win symbolised so much about what was wrong with our season and what was right with many other teams in the championship. In that, yet again, we had a fairly we were we were good in parts within the game, but they had a couple of good chances and they were clinical when the opportunities came along. Yeah. And um that, that and whereas we we weren't able to do that. And I remember when I was looking into before that game in a way it was one of a number of games which which helped them to turn their corner. November was when it was a September game, but they really got going November, December. They went on that run where they carved their way up through the table. Um previous to that I think they'd lost to Nottingham Forest and it was a similar game. They were playing like us, doing reasonably well. And a mistake left Forrest score one. And then they scored another goal when Hull's heads fell. And I remember thinking they could be in trouble. But no, they regrouped. Players improved. Atkins got them into some sort of formation and shape. But he had the quality there to be able to do it, which we didn't have. When Ben and I did the preview shows back in the season preview shows back in August, I had Hull down as mid-table purely because of the quality of their individual players. I looked at them and I thought, they've got enough quality in that team. I know Elphick is gone, but he was in the back. They had, you know, and you've got Krasinski, you've got Bowen, you've got Fraser Campbell. Campbell. Yeah. You know, you've you've got enough there, surely, to be able to knit something together, which is what Atkins has done. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting. But uh, that game, was it was, a, it was yet another in that pattern of two nils that really have, that's what's killed us. That is Absolutely, really what's yeah. killed us. And, and not even let now. We're not being killed now. It was then that the damage was done. Yeah. Yeah. And it was the, I th- wow. it was the psychological kind of um, effect of losing to Hull, I think. Because I think we'd just yeah. drawn with Norwich, had the international yeah. break. We came back, looked worse, didn't we? Having yeah. fought for a pretty decent point. John Walters, I think, played that game, started and was yeah. so isolated as well. And you think a player as good yeah. as John Walters is, just. Didn't, yeah. It wasn't connected to the rest of our yeah. team, was he? That's right. Um, we were pushed and back. That, yeah. yeah, and I think that's where maybe th- things started to disintegrate a little bit. Um, uh. Where should we start with the team? Because I think the goalkeeper we've, we would have talked about before, um, David yeah. Marshall's shall pretty we, solid shall, at shall, this level. Yeah. Shall we, shall, before we get into the players, I think it's best to start at the back and work our way forward because sure. they have got problems at the back. But a little bit on Atkins. Can we talk oh, about yeah, okay. before, before we before we dive in? Because... I feel like you're, you're setting up a trap for me, Harry. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I'm really not because it's uh, we don't know how good he is. There's a few things we need to say. There's they call him the optimist. <laughs> he's uh, you know he's uh, you know he's that, that that kind of sunny smile and sunny suit and the whole kind of shininess to him. And they but and the kind of slightly gnomic comments he makes, like the one that said it's hard to know what he says at times. He talks in riddles. Um, and also you have to benchmark the fact that the fans are so down on their owners that the fact that Adkins has got them to where they are 
is seen as a real success. Yeah. So, and you could argue that when you look at the quality of their players, mid-table is about where they should be, but they're seeing Atkins as a success because he's he set the whole thing up. They said, one of them said, the Adams set up City for the relegation battle or relegation battle this season. That's the total owners, and it's only because of the efforts of the manager and his and his team that were thrillingly pulled clear of it. But for a long time, that looked unlikely. So there's a, you know, they have got slightly rose tinted spectacles around him. The fans were singing his name as soon as one of the recent home games started. Um, but uh, it, you know, it won't be. A, they, they thought relegation was inevitable. Um, it's 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 interesting. I, I'm more forgiving of of Atkins when you look at what he has done with some of the players. Some of them, it was always the thing I liked about Mick. You could see improvements in players, the players they inherited. Something you never saw under well, I didn't see. I struggled to see under Jewel more accurately, possibly Cresswell, but um, Stewart and Grzycki, for example, under Atkins have come on. The players that they were being hammered earlier in the season, particularly Grzycki, they were. They had nothing good to say for him. He's suddenly now become part of a really viable attacking quartet and he's really got his career back in focus. Mm. So although there are problems, I think I wouldn't... Okay, he, he's not going to be... He's not Bielsa, but I don't think equally... He's pro, he's, I don't think he's Paul Hurst either. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, I guess I've probably fallen into the trap yeah. that quite a lot of um, football fans who, 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 who haven't studied him in any great detail... I just get fixated with the way that he conducts himself into press conferences. So I totally, I totally agree with the point that there is this kind of um, ridiculous level of um, positivity and, 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 you know, when sometimes honesty is needed, you know what I mean? I, I think yeah. it's a bit disingenuous sometimes. Yeah. And the, the kind of David Brent comparisons, and I'm kind of yeah. thinking of Mrs. Nuts, I'm sure we've yeah. exchanged gifs on Twitter about David Brent and Nigel Atkins, but I think, and, and maybe that kind of does him a disservice because, mm. but I don't think tactics, Practically, you wouldn't be able to say there is a Nigel Atkins way of playing, which potentially suggests that he's flexible and um, yeah. has multiple plans, which I guess means that he's not blinkered or um, a bit binary. Um, mm-hmm. But um, but I, yeah, I'm, I, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe I, as I say, I'm fixated yeah. by what he says rather than what he does. Yeah, there is. I mean, there is. I mean, there's a couple of things. There was the the, the history of flip charts. I mean, the heartwarming message he left for Southampton, whatever it was, when he left, when he when he was. Uh, goodness, that would have been back around. God, about nearly tech, nearly a decade ago. They got said, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Keep smiling. Have faith and belief that you're doing the right thing. Keep looking to improve. It's kind of you know these kind of phrases. If that you we're see. all facing oh, in the oh, same oh, direction, Harry. Yeah, yeah. All you've got to do is keep on walking. Oh God! If There's you want to find the rainbow, you've got to follow the rain. <laughs> Oh dear God! <laughs> anyway, there's re- the Reading preseason message in 2013. This was something that was posted out again. It was it was it was derided. It was, they wanted the fans want to see a team that's committed, a team that ideally plays attacking football to score goals. Generally helpful. Yep. Um, and they know that the fans have a massive role to play. The Reading supporters were the first to be given the number 13 shirt to be the 13th man. That's how important the role is that they play. You know that that was his preseason message in 2013. Well, I, I would have been in. Don't know about you, but I, oh, that, that totally committed. Uh, but that Southampton funny. team that he brought through was good. I remember them destroying Ipswich at Port yeah. Monroe. Was that a five? Two or something? Yeah. Maybe it's um, no, it when the floodlights yeah. failed. That was um, that was an enjoyable. They, destroyed, they, they did. They absolutely ripped us apart. And interestingly, again, flicking it back to the owners, one of the one whole fan said, "I reckon the Alums did sign a bargain basement basement manager, but luckily he reverted to the Scunthorpe or Southampton form mm. rather than the Reading or Sheffield United form, and for that they give Adkins immense. Oh, I immense forgot credit. about Sheffield United because he couldn't get them yeah. up from League One, could he? 
I couldn't, no. 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 But sometimes it's so, about people, uh, timing and places, isn't it? It's, sometimes yeah. there's just a, it just clicks, doesn't it? And I think probably for both yeah. him and Hull, I think if he was to leave Hull in the summer and chasing a bigger club or a bigger contract, yeah. I think it would backfire. Um, yeah. But, you know, no, maybe, I think that, I think, yeah. I think that is his level, no question about that. Whether or not you could credit him, because given that Southampton produced so many youth players, mm. I'm not sure necessarily whether he's a master of bringing the youth players through, because technically, Reading haven't got a bad youth academy either. They've brought a lot of good players through over the years, and he didn't seem to work it there. It could have been that he was just in the right place at the right time. Was he Ricky Lambert to... uh, uh, Ricky Lambert. Signing. Ricky Lambert was the man. He, yeah. he destroyed it. Was like, he was in that 5-2 game. That was him. Yeah. Um, Looking at the can we, looking at the overview of how the team are playing, hmm. there are it's as I say Is it a four four one one. It's yeah, it's yes. Two sit two. The midfield has got two back and one, and they, and they do okay. if they if they can, they like to play on the counter. So it's probably more that than a four three three. If they get a goal ahead, looking at some of the recent highlights videos, they have preferred just to to let let the opposition come onto them and then bang use the pace that they've got particularly out wide to to kind of spring forward but um but it's the classic four with the back three in the middle and one up front is is, okay. is, the, is, the, is the way they operate um there's a few a few thoughts um a well form as i say 11 goals conceded in three games in the last three games including five at brentford um they played norwich can we talk briefly i don't i'm not having a downer on norwich but there is they did some have some insights on they lost 3-2 at Carrow road in the penultimate game before the um before the break on the telly, and they yeah. had on the telly and they had some interesting comments about them they, they this was this, as I say, it's not having a. It's genuinely not having a pop at Norwich, but there's food for thought here. They said they felt they didn't look great at the back, because um, Hull can get at teams. They, their front quartet is up to scratch. That's not what's holding them back; it's the defence. But they said they didn't look great at the back, and they will struggle if they don't reinforce that defence in the Premier League. That was the first thing. And they also made a comment about Pookie, who I have in my team at the season. But they said um, that Norwich could have scored about seven or eight goals. Because again, Hull's defence, as I say, is flaky. But they also said, given the number of chances Pukki wasted, he looks like a typical Championship striker that will make no impact in the Premier League. Wow. So it's just food for thought. Don't look at necessarily the number of goals he's scoring. Look at the number of chances he's converting. Just a small side mm. point. I don't know. I don't know. Now I could be biased. As I said, I mean, you're first, a, first, yeah, but you go into the game against us, and he had three, yeah. two chances, and he scores both of them, doesn't he? You know? So in which case, that it doesn't. It, it's so exactly, yeah. it, it, it's it's a sample of one game. But the but just, point so of the just, defense is fair, though, isn't it? We've said yeah, that all season. Yeah, that's that could be. They, I don't. I don't think it's at the final third, but it's at the in their own third because Hull, Hull will ask questions of of. They'll certainly ask questions of our defense on Saturday. Um, but um, it, other side issues with them. Um, they're not a they're not a physical team. It's certainly not in midfield. They've um, particularly they've got Stewart back in midfield now, which we'll, we'll come on and go through all the individual players. But without Stewart, when they've been playing Henriksen and Irvine in midfield, teams can literally power through them. They're they're, they're right. not a, there hasn't been a physical. They haven't been had a physical. They haven't got a physical aspect to their play. Let's just say so. You could see possibly Downs, Dazelle, and a Bishop midfield working in there, but it's a question. They've got Mark Pugh in now on loan from Bournemouth, so you could maybe drop Skews in there instead just to shut him down because he is, you know, he is a he is a threat both inside and outside the box. You know, he has brought some of that Bournemouth way of playing to you know with him. So there is that. Um, but we'll we'll start at the back because the the problems are they're either they're either too old. 
they're too young or they're too injury prone. Right. Okay. At the back. That, that's that's a good problem there. <laughs> and and it's not big. Well, they've they've been without Majuk, the Czech international. He's been out for he's a long term injury. But the other players have been in and out, bits and pieces too much. They've it's it's disrupted the going back to the pairings. They haven't got a consistent back four and they haven't even got a consistent centre back pairing and one of them said that so many championship teams in the sea, in the league you think you can think of the back pairing Callis and Webster Bristol City you know you just think you can you can name them in, instinctively they don't have that at the back and that's that's their problem um, so one uh, for present that I'm hmm. seeing is Kingsley is he a left back he is a uh, yes he's he is Kingsley is is the one yeah he is the the one he's the one left back that they have got but even he's been he's been played out of position they've he um they 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 had eric lehigh the right back mm. switching across to play at left back for two of the last three games so it's it, as i say it's it's an absolute jumble it's an absolute jumble in in the back in the back line um shall we start shall we look at the keeper and then center backs and take it from there yep so marshall's pretty solid isn't he Pretty solid, yeah. No issues there. He had a poor game against Queen's Park Rangers. The free, the game just before the international break, they were two 0 up, and particularly the first goal was just he let it. It was a kind of a low shot by Scone that came in, and he just let it go. I don't know whether he got his angles wrong or whether he thought that Wells was going to get a little touch on it, but that threw him, and the ball literally just went inside the went inside. It was a shot from the right that just went in off his right post across him across to Hulls. Um uh, from Queens, Queens Park Rangers, right? He should have saved it. It was, he's, but generally speaking, he is good. And given the chaos in the defence, he's 34, ex-Celtic, played for Norwich, of course, mm. um, Scotland international, and his he's had good saves. He has the odd moment. The odd doesn't come for the occasional cross, um, but he, but generally speaking, he organises the back. He's, he adds composure, which is what they do need. So that's he's the one. He's, he's one solid piece. The other good piece of the defence is Reese Burke. He was the 22-year-old guy they got in from, I think he him in the summer from West Ham. And he, again, is, he, he's one solid part of the, of the jigsaw. Um, up against multiple big, positions? Because he played he can, yeah. full-back and centre-back. He can play full-back and centre-back. And this is the problem. He's... At, Adkins is swapping them all over the place. He, um, I think, when they in this at the start of the Queens Park Rangers game, if I've got my notes here, they were saying they were they he they thought that initially um, he was going to start as at fullback. They thought that he had uh, McKenzie. He had they had Burke at right back and then McKenzie as centre back. But then they switched, They flipped them over with with Kingsley on on the other side and, and Ridgewell, who we'll come on to in a minute. It's basically ask any whole fan when the team lined up li- is lined up. When they look at the back four, they're never certain where they're going to play, right, because wow. that's that, that, that's where, that's that's the best way to sum it up, probably. Um, but as I say, the two strong pieces of the jigsaw, Marshall and Reese Burke, I would say Burke is consistent, he's solid. Um, they think he needs to fill out. He's 22, but he's he's good in the air. He's so, he can bring the ball out well. He's a, he's a footballing um, centre half. He he he's turning into a cracking player. He could be worth a fortune if his form keeps improving. And again, he has he's one of those players yet again. And give give Adkins credit. He has come on in leaps and bounds since the start of the season. Um, and who ideally, and he should be back for us. And this could strengthen them. Is Jordi Devies, the the Dutch. Um, former PSV player. I was going to ask about him because he played against us in the 2-0, yeah. didn't he? 
Yeah, he's been he's been in and out with injuries, and he missed the last two games. I was thinking of our dressing room or our training ground, I should say. He was missed the last two games through illness, um, but uh, and they did really miss him. Um, shoring up, he shores up the defence, brings some stability. He likes his aerial battles. Less confident about him tackling. They think some of his tackles can be powder puff on the ground. If you run at him with the ball or you you, you go in on a fifty fifty with them, they're less confident about him there. But in the air. Absolutely rock solid. Has the odd rick in them, a missed kick or a misplaced pass. I don't think it's quite as bad as the, the one we saw for, um, for Lloyd Kelly for Bristol, but it's um, but he does he does have the odd moment. But again, he he came in. Is he another one, if I'm not mistaken? He's having his first season in the championship as well. Yeah, he came. He was a July signing. So again, I always go back to Norwich. Sometimes continental players need two seasons. The second season is when they really properly blossom. So that could be the case. That could really be the case with him. So Burke and Davies, in theory, if they're playing, the central defence will shore up and it will give them it'll give them some solidity. As I say, he missed two games through illness and surely he can't still be ill after a two week international break. However, there's always hope that we could have Liam we could have Liam Ridgewell. Oh, he's a favourite in, in my parts. Yeah, West in my parts, that sounds wrong. Up in these parts in the Midlands. No, he's played. He's played all, yeah, all around the West Midlands. He's played Villa, West Brom Villa, yeah. Villa. Yeah, he's played with a lot of them. That's right. He was a January signing. Yeah, he's he the one who, um, who who took a picture of himself wiping his ass with money, didn't he, on Twitter? That's him. Yeah. God, yes, I'd forgotten that. So that's all oh, you need Rich, to think about. Brilliant really. poll. That's yeah. a brilliant poll. Uh, anyway, he's. Um, but, did um, he go to the MLS? I think he might have he, gone to the MLS and came back, didn't you, he? He did indeed, and that's why he's back. He was. I think he's a free. He was on a free contract. He was a free agent signing. He was with the Portland Timbers, and he was there for a good number of years. They, one of them, said five years, and that could be right actually. Um, he was over there, but that has not helped. They've said MLS defending for five years won't have helped his game. No. Um, <laughs> Uh, he seems to be having problems getting to grips with the pace of games. Um, he and must uh, well, be mid thirties, is he? He's thirty-four now, if I'm not mistaken. He yeah. is, uh, yeah, thirty. Yeah, he's, uh, yeah, thirty-four. No, he's, yeah, he's. This is his last contract. Um, he's, he's slow, laborious, not good enough, and they think Ad- Adkins can't really improve him at this stage. One of them, the cynic again, it always comes back to the owners. About as good as we could ex- could have expected in January with our financial backing. Mm-hmm. If they're in control of a game, if things are going well, he can organise the defence, and he has got a good pass on him but um put it this way this is this is the most damning comment ritual is so slow that chris martin could catch him we'll come on to that later um he's uh, yeah he's um no he's you know he's a worry when they see him in the starting lineup and certainly not a fullback i know because he could play left back as well but you that that would that would really frighten them if, the, if you have him out wide um and the other player who is again is trying to work out whether they're fullbacks or or, or Right, some of the the, the, the less well known players because the way the, the way um uh, uh Atkins has been using them. Um there's another possibility who has again he has played in a couple of recent games, which is Robbie McKenzie. Mm. He's a twenty twenty year old youth product and he's come on, he started against Queen's Park Rangers and he made a couple of appearances earlier. He played against Derby, against Rotherham and against he played in the five one against Brentford and was then taken out of the firing line. Um he's um he's a twenty year old who's he's he can't play right back. Um, he had a really tough game against Queens Park Rangers by Eze. Every T Eze gave him a yeah. gave him a bit of a schooling. Let's just say, lightweight. His distribution is shocking over more than five yards. One of them said injuries and a gruel thin squad has accelerated this promotion. You wouldn't normally put him in there. I don't think you'd chuck given, a twenty year old in if you had a yeah. choice, would you? Yeah, you wouldn't know, and particularly not without having a Tommy Elphick or having a Luke Chambers or having somebody there to just to say, look, mate, 
I've got your back. Don't worry. Let's. I'll coach you. I'll I'll talk, coach you through the game, as it were. So um. So they're the plan B. If you see Mackenzie, if you see Ridgewell anywhere near the back line, just have a just fingers keep, crossed. Yeah, fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. Looking at looking at the fullbacks, um, the strongest one. But and again, um, Adams Atkins, I should say, and they criticised Atkins for doing this. He can be a little bit of a tinker man, but maybe he, he's had no choice. Eric Lehigh, who we've known. For years he's a he's a proper no-nonsense fullback he's defensively solid don't expect a lot from him going forward but he's dependable plays both and they sides could, isn't he? he does play both sides exactly that and he can't even play in as a center back as well and possibly what's he 30 now you could see him possibly drifting in there but mm. diplomatically and forest fans have said this as well about him he's not a fullback who overlaps and get crosses in but he will shut down a flank for you and i guess putting him at, putting him at left back behind a player like rosicki a winger who isn't always the best at coming back that actually means well at least you're sort of mitigating the risk on one flank if that yeah, makes sense job. yeah yeah um but he and then one of them said he does not repeat does not lose 50-50s. That's how this, that sums them up, really. Um, but they couldn't understand when they were 2-0 up against Queen's Park Rangers because Adkins, again, he doesn't make many substitutions. And against QPR, if I'm not mistaken, I think he only brought one player on. He brought on Chris Martin for Fraser Campbell. Otherwise, he left the team when they were 2-0 up. That baffled them because you would have thought when you're you know, 2-0 up, particularly when they get it back to 2-1, Chuck on shut Lehigh, away, shut yeah. the thing, shut the thing down. Mick would have, Mick, Mick no, would yeah. have started. <laughs> he would have, he would have. Um, um, the, the the strongest left back, and he has again been in and out of the team, is Stephen Kingsley. As I say, it's it's all over the place. Now he was taken. He was another one who was dropped after the five-one defeat. So it was which was six games ago against Brentford when the Brentford absolutely ripped them apart. Um, Kingsley was again taken out of the firing line. Um, ex Falkirk and Swansea, um, he is probably the he would be their the natural left back but um they he does make them nervous he's a very good attacking fullback and he does act as a really good foil for Grzycki going forward but defensively they really worry about him um going forward he can create uncertainty in opposition back lines with his overlapping etc etc but um he he loses the ball in dangerous areas not for the first and not for the first time they said he's had some stinkers and he does get roasted if he gets isolated one-on-one with a quickie someone like if if edwards has his tail up he could actually let's run at this guy and they said and actually this is true he got away with a few errors against ipswich back in september he was the one player i looked through that match day thread and he was the one player that they they came away thinking well we won the game 2-0 but Kingsley, Amber Lightly. Yeah, yeah, he got away there. It might be one to, for town fans at the game again to think about. Um, however, the, the, the defensive criticism stands admiring his man rather than closing him down, giving him far too much space. And one of them said, I thought Kingsley might have turned a corner. Seemingly, it's the wrong corner, which isn't great. It's, uh, they, they're very worried. Todd Kane is the other option. Chelsea loan E. And this is another one of these, like Thomas Callis. He's, he's had eight loan spells. In various places. He's popped up in Preston, Blackburn Forest. And I think last season he was up, spent some time at Oxford. He's been all over the place. Um, he's an interesting one. One of them, the most, this is a, a very elegant way of describing it. He's, he struggles against high intensity opponents with his touch. The two games where he has been heavily criticised have been against Norwich, where he played at right back, and also against Leeds sometime a few months back when, again, he really lost his composure. He wasn't, he, he, he wasn't able to. He, he he's he needs time on the ball and against but either of those team teams you're not going to get it. Oh, especially one of the, these, yeah. Yeah. 
one of them against Norwich said that he had the first touch of a dry stone wall. That's how they put it. It was, it was really quite damning. He was a disaster against Leeds in October. You know, as a fullback isolated. He, they say he slows a lot of pass, passing moves down, dwelling on the ball with far too many touches. He doesn't seem capable of one-touch football. He's tenacious. He has lots of energy and he doesn't hide. That's, they're the positives about him. But there seems to be a question mark about him in a game. If you go out with a... Again, I'm not saying we necessarily have the kit to... to to, to find him out but that's how you do find him out if you mm. if you if you press him intensely etc yeah there's one interesting aside one of them said which i didn't say when we were start in the overview looking at the team they said that, that strangely hull are a team which press better in the final third than in their own third and we'll come on to that okay. when we look at the strikers they're very high octane in the final third of the field you've got players like campbell who will you know milinkovic when he comes yeah yeah, he does. That's what they do. They worry, they disrupt, they unsettle defenders. But once you break that press and get through, then you've got this glorious back line to come, you know, to to to, to say hello to, and that's where they are vulnerable. But um, but Kane is an interesting one on that. That he he does struggle particularly when you know if if you're in a game which is played at a very high or very intense tempo. So how will they line up at the back? You've got Marshall probably Devis. I would say Devis and um, uh. Looking through the team, probably Reese Burke would be the other one in, in centre back. Um, probably you would see if everyone's fit, you'd have Lehigh possibly again out of position at right back. And who you put at left back then? Because uh, you Kingsley, know, I think. probably I would have thought Kingsley if he's if he's up to it. And again, you might again they might think, oh well, it's Ipswich. Maybe we can, maybe we, you know, Adkins can say, well, or maybe you know, Kane will, yeah, maybe Kane will get yeah. a nod then, and Lehigh will move Kane, over. And he'll flip over to be interesting. Yeah. But that's 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 the week. That's the weak end of the field. Things things get more substantial as we go to the, the particularly the attacking quartet. But the midfield. Um, yeah, should we start with the man you've mentioned a few times and yeah. work our way across from there? Grzycki, you've mentioned him a couple of times. Yeah. For me, he's kind of the standard kind of championship winger, which is kind of yeah. um, plays hot and cold, and probably the end product could be better. Um, otherwise, he'd yeah. be playing in the Premier League if he was any good. Is that fair, yeah. or am I being a no, bit it's harsh? Fair no, it's everything we say about wingers every week, actually. You know, if he made the right choices consistently, and this is quite damning, actually, he said, if he made the right choices consistently, he would be the player he thinks he is. <laughs> 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 Ouch. Poland international, ex-Legia Warsaw. He's, you know, he's got a good back. We played for Ren in, in the French first division. He's um, got a good set his, piece on him, isn't he? Yeah. Have I made that up? He, he does. No, he does. Um, he does try and create things. He's, But somebody diplomatically said, it seems that he will never fall into the finisher category. Mm. Um, I think he's got something like five goals this season, which is... It's something like that it's not a you know when you look at what's going on in the other wing um he is very he's right-footed if i'm not mistaken he's very one-footed again adkins liked to use inverted wingers so you've got right. bone and his dangerous left foot on the right wing and you've got krasinski and his dangerous right foot on the left wing yeah so they slice in um but uh, he's but he has improved. They were damning of him and i don't think he was a regular in the team back in september whereas no, he's he now play against us no, he's turned it around now. They say he's a team player, and also he's playing with a smile on his face because I think there was a little bit of, a little bit of ego, ego possibly there as well. But um, uh, but his finishing oh, yeah. is poor. I mean, but I he does have. Sorry, Harry. I remember us yep. talking about him in the last yep. preview show, and I think there was some off-field stuff, wasn't yep. there? I'm trying to recall back, but I can't. But we might have to go and listen back. But there was definitely some yeah. off-the-field stuff there and some ego issues. You say. Yeah. So obviously, he's, Atkins has yeah. swung it around. He sorted it. No, he has turned it around. Um, it's uh, but he is, he's 
it sounds to me that they said if he's going to if they're expecting he's one of the players they're expecting to lose and if he does go he'll probably go to an upper championship team that's their expectation rather than necessarily going into the Premier League they just don't think he's there um, but um, as I say particularly with his one-footedness and his lack of a finish whereas as I say Bowen has got he's, he can play with both feet though he is primarily left-footed but um, but he also blimey can he finish briefly um his understudy. I think that this is where all the this is where all the the, the kind of the, the the kind of the poor attitude has ended up. Um, David Milinkovic, who they brought in. Um, now Milinkovic was joined them back in. He was another one who joined in July. He was on loan last season at Hearts. I'll mention him briefly because he is a very likely bench option. Um, he does typify their approach of closing down better in the last third, particularly coming off the bench with 20 minutes to go. You have a guy like this coming on. He goes herring all around the pitch, out of position, closing players down. And he is rebuilding his game. But they hoped he was going to be a like-for-like replacement for Grzyzki. But one of them said he was a risky replacement signing. The idea being you sell Grzyzki, you bring him Milinkovic and on yeah. you go. Yeah, I know some of them, un- un- headless chicken is the worst, but I don't think he's that bad. Uh, that's the worst comment that was made about him. He's had, had, he's had to rebuild his season. He did two silly things. One, he managed to get a straight red card for descent, playing for the under-23s against West Brom <laughs> in, no, in November. That's impressive, isn't it? That is impressive. How you get a straight red card for descent? I'm sorry, I'm thinking, what did he say? Exactly what right, did he yeah. say? <laughs> Exactly. And um, the other one, which was probably, again, again, this is a cardinal sin in this country. Um, he was dropped from the squad for the Norwich game in November for turning up late. Okay. Uh, that's, discipline. That, that, that's discipline. That is Professionalism huge. is. Yeah. And that's what I want. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, lack, question around match fitness, not necessarily a criticism of him, but just because of his lack of game time. Right. They think he's good for half an hour. When they've started him, he tires pretty, pretty quickly. That's why they think um, off the bench. Um, makes a good effort. Tricky. He's got fancy footwork. It, it makes a good. It looks good in his substitute appearances. He strikes me as a classic bench option. He really does. So him probably for Krasicki. Um, and um, let's save Jared Bone till the end, yeah. shall we? Let's we can go back to him because we can move nicely into the midfielders because occasionally um, Adkins will play Jackson Irvine. Mm. On the left, he has done that. He's he's more to me. To me, he's more of a box to box attacking ish kind of midfielder. But he does ha- he is left sided, as it were. So you could you could drop him in there. Um, and the issue with him, he's brilliant in the air. He's ubiquitous. He runs all around the place. He wins all his headers. He battles hard. The question mark over. He played one lovely through ball actually for, for in the, the goal, Queens Park Rangers. Yeah, yeah it was that was. A, oh, he scored in the two yeah, 0 didn't he? He did. He did. He did. He's a workhorse, never stops. Um, but in physical games, he struggles. As one of them said, um, if we're relying on him to tackle for us, I fear for us, is how they put it. And that was the problem when him and Hendrickson were playing in midfield together. You put them up against a team like Rotherham against Millwall, and they'll just steam through them. They just don't have the. They just it doesn't the have the pre- it doesn't have the presence exactly mm-hmm. that. But um, but but he has played on the wing. He's nowhere near as dynamic as Rizitsky. He's more like a left-sided midfielder, but who can still cause problems out there. But um, uh, but they they like him. They did lose him for the Asia Cup as well. So he's bit, he dropped out because of Australia international. So he was gone for that. Okay. Um, but he will play. I'm certain of that because of Hendrickson's injury. They said that it's an area they felt they could have strengthened in the in in the um, in the summer. They've only got four, or in the in the in January, I should say, they only have four starting central midfielders really to choose from who 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 would say or of substance. The one who will partner. Irvine sitting in front of the back four is Kevin Stewart. Yep. Now Stewart, um, Spurs youth product came through Liverpool. Never, don't think he ever 
did he even play for Liverpool? I'm not even sure he did. But um, he's the. Um, he, he, he didn't. Well, he didn't. He wasn't. He certainly didn't get established there. But he's. The, he has again. Adkins gets credit here. He's playing the holding role. He's the defensive pivot. Is how they describe him. Um, he. Um, he's. And one of them said, "It's good to see Stewart developing into the player we thought we had bought." Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there, supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. So it, it, the number of times he broke up play against Norwich was amazing. It was kind of like a Horatio on the bridge thing. I think Norwich were just coming at them in waves. But Stuart was the one person who was repelling quite a lot of their attacks. And they said he was instrumental in their improved form since November. A colossus in central midfield, a solid pivot at the base. Um, you know, he's someone like George Thorne you think of when you listen to you know, the way they describe him. Nothing goes through when he anchors the midfield. He runs his blood to water. Interceptions, reading of the game are excellent. Adkins creates credit for turning into a proper player so they you know big hats off to him so you've got him and Herman Irvine and sitting behind they'll sit behind Mark Pugh who came in they said and one of them actually said uh, with the January they did very little business in the January window Pugh and Ridgewell came in and Tommy Elphick was recalled by Aston Villa the centre-back and then obviously we got Will Keane that was the only other move but one of them said when contemplating January signings remember that for every Pew there is a Ridgewell so uh, so, so, so Ridgewell was obviously was the bad news Pew is the good news um, he's been playing him in, beh- in behind the striker in a central attacking role in front of the you know the, at the point of the um, they like him they really like him um, they said great pedigree it's interesting he has got a great pedigree. He came, he came, well, Shrewsbury, Hereford, and then all those years at Bournemouth. He's a lone signing from Bournemouth. He's 31. I thought so you oh, might maybe think... I'm confusing with someone who played through Leeds, but yeah, my, my fault. No, no, no. No, Pew, he's, that's, no, I remember him coming through the, uh, under the under the Eddie Howe era. He was one of those, because Howe was very good. Oh, he's Get, one of the they, presence, isn't he? Through the yeah, divisions. he was one of those, as they came up through, he yeah. was one of the ones, he was 
could spot lower league gems. That's I say how how was very good at that. There was a really good assessment of him here. Actually, one of them said he's a player who gives us all with a good step over and a Cruyff turn. He's mainly right footed, but plays on the left again. That's slight. That's the way, way. You know, if he's going to play anywhere, he will play. Uh, you know, off his favourite foot, cutting in. He provides a goal threat from the inside and outside the area. He's a decent finisher. He works his backside off, and he has a great attitude. He definitely makes his tick better in midfield. They said the one thing that he lacks is that he isn't genuinely quick and never has been. But if you put him in a system that suits him, he's one hell of a player. So he's that type of player in that role who can suddenly make Bowen, Grzycki and um, Fraser Campbell all 20% better, if you know what I mean. He's, he, he's, um, yeah. Was he the one who scored that? I forget who it was against. Opening day of the season, I think. An absolute barnstorming goal right in the top corner. I think he might have been against Arsenal. I'm going to have to look that up later on. Sorry, Harry. That was just an aside thought. I think he scored an absolute thronker for I Bournemouth. I can't remember. Um, yeah. Hopefully, mm. someone will tweet in or, or correct me, but I'll look yeah. that up. But he's got a powerful shot in him, I think. Yeah, he does. He's yeah. He's, I, yeah. I don't think he's clicked in terms of goals yet for for, for Hull. Again, that might because January signing coming in, you know, takes 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 that eight games to get fully up to speed. But they they really do like him. He's um, and the person he has replaced, and there is a. There is a Saizaba reference here, if I can mention it to Ben. Um, we've got Evandro. Ev- Ev- Evandro. Uh, the stars were bright. <laughs> yes, indeed. Evandro. There we go. It's uh, he's um, and uh, now he is very much a base, uh, a, be- uh, a bench option um, replacement for Pew. That's how they see him. And what Evandro strengths taken to excess can become weaknesses. And Evandro's brilliance is um, that he can. He's so good with the ball. He doesn't lose possession. Watch him closely. You'll see how he finds space where there's none. He uses the ball so cleverly. One of the most skillful players I've ever seen in a black and amber shirt. He never gives the ball away. And he can find space where space doesn't exist. He's calm. You know, they keep One of them said actually about him, he's the new Jimmy Bullard without the, bat, without the baggage. That's one, that's, one oh. to, that's one to go through the filter beds. Have a think about that. But that's what they like about him. However... When he's on the pitch, you need a grafter in the middle to complement him. For them, putting Hendrickson, Irvine, and Evandro in the midfield would just be an absolute nightmare. Yeah. They, it'd be a an, proper anxiety Seems dream. Easy. Yeah, yeah. They said if the midfield is dominated, or if it isn't an open game, he ends up wandering around aimlessly. Just <laughs> kind of a memorable image, anyway. So as I say, but now with Pew now in situ. Evandro is somebody you can always bring on to unlock a defence. It, it, it's, it's given, you know, Pew has suddenly freed up all sorts of interesting options for um, for Adkins in midfield. But um, he would be again like Milinkovic. He would be a bench option without question. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Should we talk um, the strikers and then come back to Bowen? We've got, we've got yeah. to end on Bowen, haven't we? We've got to end on Bowen because he is yeah. MVP he's, he's, and yeah, he's, and all the rest of it. No, he would you know he'd walk into everyone's team of the season. So we'll start with um Let's run through um in. I'll pick the order. Let's do the fringe player first. Nua Diko, I should say, who played ex-Wolves player. Yep. He's had one substitute appearance against Millwall in the last eight games. Um, they, Adkins threw him on. It was a, par- a strike partnership of Dicko and Martin, Chris Martin, at, um, at the end of that game, which didn't fill the fans with great excitement because he is athletic and he is physical and he is a robust type of striker. But something has gone wrong here with him. He's... Um, he, it hasn't worked out. Um, you, when you have the likes of Dicko coming on to turn a game, you know you're up the creek without a paddle. Um, he's um, they feel 
he suited to a front two and a big man combination. But when he came on against Millwall, they were pretty damning. He can finish and make defensive work, but his recent cameo was a huge disappointment. He ambled around the pitch in a pretty aimless manner and hardly put a challenge in. His total contribution was one good wide run and a header. There was one incident they talked about where the ball was rolling and the, and it wasn't going out of play, but Dicko decided it was going out of play. Oh, this, this is from the match day thread, and they just hammered him for that. You know, any other player, you just go for it. You just, you just don't know. You know, it's a, it's a free ball basically, and off yeah. you go. That's something, something's not quite right there. Um, Fraser Campbell will probably lead the line. Yeah. Um, really hard that, worker, isn't he? I, I've, he is. my opinion has turned around on him because he was injury prone for so long. Which, yeah, when he came through at United, was a really big prospect. Got a, yeah. quite a high value move to Hull, wasn't he, when they were in the Premier League? But just got yeah. constantly injured. Appears yeah. to have kind of similar to McGoldrick, maybe he's kind of found um, a run of form. But works yeah. really hard. Scores goals. I don't. I think he's probably got ten or eleven goals. I think it is. Is it um, eleven? He's the second highest after well, one. So he's, yeah. he's mm. pretty regular. I, I was yeah. Sunderland as well that he was at, wasn't it? Before he Hull, I think. I'm trying yeah. to remember. Uh, um, it, was, it was. If I got the right order, it was Sunderland. Then he went to Cardiff for a bit, and he went to Palace for a bit as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 That, so it's, it's a bit of a circuitous route there. Yeah. 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 But, but working yeah. hard, isn't he? I think he's added yeah. that to his game recently. He, he has a more selfless player, maybe in his older yeah. age. It's funny they never they don't whole fans don't talk about his finishing they almost take it for granted but it's the selfless running that's the mm. thing they love and um, they he, apparently he caught Tim Cruel at one stage in the Norwich game he 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 unsettled him and a player like that against he will ask questions of a defence I've written down in brackets here I would worry about about Toto up against him he will need protecting because you could see a player like Campbell the second Toto gets the ball Campbell being on him like a rash yeah. just to try and unsettle savvy, him savvy isn't he yeah. as well Campbell. he is yeah maybe not even to dispossess total but to force an error an erroneous pass yeah. to one of the others who could then do the damage as exactly it were. Right. they call they call they call him the king of niggle he's um he's he ruffles feathers harasses defenders the downside is what we were talking about in inverse actually what happened to walters he can end up too isolated up front right. and he needs so he just needs somebody he needs somebody to play off him as it were mm-hmm. but um but they really do love him in contrast to chris martin he's um, still there yeah um, Did he I've got a, make his debut oh, get for Hull against us? Did he come off the bench he in the 2-0 actually. game? Is mm. he on loan there or have they signed him now? No, he's on, he is on loan. He is on loan. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, where to begin? This is, they, they really, you know, they... He's not getting any quicker, is he? No, he's not getting any quicker, to say the least. Maybe um, getting more physical, though, but that may be a... Yeah. This was, yeah, that could be exactly that could that that that, that may not that may not be fitness related. He's hmm. um. No, to be fair, having seen him in some recent highlights videos, he has been. He's he's certainly body tone. He look he doesn't look the way he looked at Derby. Put it that way. The with the with the famous Just Eat shirt on him. He's, he does he looks he doesn't look he doesn't look as rotund. Being blunt, but um. But there is an issue around around his pace. I'll read this out. This this was after a Villa game which happened a couple of months back, not long back from the Villa game. Martin was dire. I've never seen a worse front man in a City shirt in recent years. He could have made Aaron McLean look like Messi. He didn't jump for he didn't jump for headers or make runs. He was knackered, holding on to the goalpost, kind of trying to catch his breath at the end. And this was after not doing much running. Um, they say about him he's supposed to be a burly centre forward who wins headers and headers and brings others into play, but he has done none of this. He's second to most headers. Sometimes he's not even in the same frame as the ball. He has the turning circuit of a large boat. I hear he's a finisher, but he has missed sitters. His lack of pace means. He- 
can't attack process the way Fraser Campbell can, and his lack of mobility means he doesn't make runs to either offer an outlet or to press defenders. He does have differing qualities like holding the ball up and winning it in the air, but his first touch is poor, and this the, the guy just never seems to jump. The the thing is, I've never seen Martin has been brilliant necessarily in the air. He's more like a Fellaini type of winning the ball on his chest, bringing it down, mm. and then feed, feeding others in. So I'd give him a pass on that. But on everything else, the lack of pace. Oh, yeah, there is one slightly. I, I, don't, I have to check who the ref is. He's technically good with his feet and has a great ability at drawing fouls and penalties. And well, somebody, I haven't checked them, I haven't fact checked this, but they said one of them said, one whole fan said he's won three penalties for them so far. Oh. So um, He's uh, the king of, yeah. I think, winning the ball and then falling over when. The, yeah waiting for the defence to come back th- yeah. through him or whatever but yeah. Yeah. it feels like maybe there's an application thing there because I think he's had mm. quite a few moves low moves hasn't he and he, he yeah. didn't come out of the Sunderland Till I Die documentary very well. I think he had a move to Sunderland lined up on loan and then yeah. kind of um, yeah let mm. them down at the 11th, 11th hour but it, uh, he'll score not... against us when he'll come off the bench and you do could... something won't he you could see it just happening just against yeah. us yeah. Yeah, he's only scored two goals for them this season. One of them could describe, I mean, the sarcasm, they said, goal machine, Martin, you know. <laughs> the diplomatic comment was he's a bit of a Marmite player, but he's really, you know, they've, he's, they, they, yeah, they've, they've, they have completely written him off. They don't trust him, basically, I think is the is the bottom line. And and it's, I think it's a combination of uh, of possibly, how old is he actually? Just to check, he's, uh, early 30s, he's, 30, he's 30, he's 30 now. So he still has a, few, has a few years on him. They hope Campbell will sign another contract. They want to keep him. And given his age, because he's in his early 30s as well, it could well be that could be the right move for him to stay there for, you know, because he's not going to go into the Premier League if they can, if the owners can pony up enough money, they, they would keep him. The one player though that they are definitely resigned to losing is Mr. Bowen. Mm. With his um, 21 goals and 37 yeah, appearances from midfield. Yeah. <clears throat> Not just that, though. It's 35 in two seasons. This is what they were saying. He's proved he isn't a one-season wonder. And they say opponents are running scared of him. One of them said, this is, this is an interesting one, he's being hailed as the English Aryan Robin. Now, that's an interesting I think as a comparator in terms of style of play you can see where they're coming from obviously he's not at that level but they are some of them have said that the comparisons with James Madison a different different role that's, yeah that, that, that fits that level, better for me that, that level that yeah. level yeah but scores um, all types of goals doesn't he I, don't, yeah, I think he Dave does. said this on the mailbag show he'll, yeah. he'll score from everywhere from outside the box inside the box as well it's just one yeah. of those seasons where it's just it just yeah. feels so much like Madison's season for Norwich last year yeah, he's um. What have I, um? Yeah, this, yeah, the thing is, I was looking through all the highlights videos of the recent games, and I was kind of saying, "Don't show him on his left foot," and then I was saying, "Or on his right, or any foot. <laughs> yeah. Just don't, just, just don't show him. Shut him down. Yeah. Shut him down. Sit on him. Employ somebody literally <laughs> just to physically sit on him, or sort of you know, just just to get rid of him. That, and actually, that's relevant because there there is a way of you can't stop him in a strange way. Hull fans said that Derby and Blackburn took a similar approach to shutting him down with the same outcome. They forced he was forced too deep to be effective. Right. So it's, you don't shut him down, but you cut the supply lines off by overwhelming the midfield and by pressurising the fullback. Again, it's easy for us to sit here and say that it's a lot more difficult when you know with the squad we have on the field. But that is a way to do it. You said you know, but and also the other small. I mean, we're looking for glimmers of light here he's too he's on fire at the KCOM but he hasn't been quite so prolific on the road mm. so bear that in mind as well though he is uh, this is one of them said he's been stamping goals like a machine is how they put it it's quite amazing I mean my my yeah. tactic for Bone so Bone is on the yeah. right isn't he he's on the right he's be on, he'll be on the right yeah I th- so if we play the same team that um, from the draw with Forrest ju- that means Judge 
um, is, I guess, on that left-hand side, albeit he knows we know he needs to. He floats around. Yeah. Wouldn't Judge just follow him around everywhere? You could do that. Wouldn't Judge do a number on him? Do you think? Mm. You'd hope so, but the thing is, he's also quick. Yeah. Well, Judge isn't <laughs> the, the, too slow, but yeah, I get what you're no, coming yeah. from there. The, the, the goal, I think the second goal he scored against Queen's Park Rangers, if I've got it right, it was a ball, it was an instant breakaway. You could see, I was. You know, I knew he was going to score it, so I was just watching him as the ball was breaking forward. And he drifts out to the right, and the, uh, there was a clever run by um, and a different whole player inside to pull the right, the, the QPR left back in by no more than three yards. The ball goes over to the opposite side, um, to the right, so the ball is crossed from the left, across diagonally, across the penalty to the right, where Bone picks it up near the touchline with nothing on, but he's been given a couple of yards of space. And it was a bit like when Tom Lawrence was scoring those from goals. Yeah, it's like that Preston goal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was the same thing, only he brings it onto his left foot and he scored a goal. He had no right to score that. You wouldn't really fault the QPR defence because they didn't necessarily do anything culpable. <laughs> but Bone was so good that he was able to punish them. Mm-hmm. They said, I mean, it'll be a long time before we see another Jared Bone. His type come along once in a generation if we're lucky. So there, it's a bit, it's a bit like Reese James for Wigan. They said, look, let's just enjoy him while we have him here for a season, it, and just live with a happy memory of it. Basically, yeah. they're, they're confident he's, he will be gone. But um, the key yeah. is how much money they can get in for him, isn't it? Yeah. As well, because yeah. yeah. if they do bargain, you know, twenty million or whatever, they've got to be holding out for something like forty, haven't they? I'd have thought so. Yeah. In yeah, the current he's, market. He's, yeah. He's un- I mean, he's proven now for two seasons in the championship, so you can tick that box. So he's not just a one-season wonder. So that will augment his price. And I guess it's a question of, yeah, it's it's a question of who needs what. I wouldn't necessarily. I'd be amazed if a top six team. It it could be a Leicester. It could be another team of yeah. that of that stature who would come in for well, especially him. Especially if that, Madison that, might be picked up by yeah. someone else because he's had a decent yeah. season for Leicester. Yeah, he? but yeah, that's true. You could see you could see a bit of a chain there. Mm. But um, as I say, I wish I could come up with be- any some better ways to stop this guy. But he does. We've talked before about like remember talking about Shane Ferguson and all these other one-off players who teams had who were a bit dangerous. This. Rich, I don't know, this guy, God. Mm. <laughs> good luck, good luck lads, do your best. In terms of the mailbag question that I, I quite liked as well, there was there was a question, I think, I forget who asked it, what will you miss about the championship? I think in League One, there isn't these individual brilliant players, are there? They're generally plucked um, yeah. by the championship or Premier League clubs before they've really had a chance to flourish in League One. That's a brilliant point. We'll, we'll yeah. kind of not see the likes of a Jared Bowen or a, a James Madison or a Timo Puki in League One, will we? We'll, we'll probably see a single player who can, like Kiefer Moore, who who will score 20-odd goals for Barnsley, but he won't be an individually brilliant player. He will be scoring goals that a team have created for him, won't they? Yeah, that's true. The number of the number of internationals or fringe internationals, etc. Selena, just, it's, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. You know, Lawrence and yeah. uh, they just aren't, the quality no. doesn't find its way down the divisions as much, does it? You just find hard no. workers generally. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that, yeah. It's um, so, yeah, exactly. From our point of view, that's something we're going, we will miss that because usually most teams would have, as you say, one fantasista, as Vince would call them, or Italian mate, you know, somebody who would, who could conjure something up out of nothing. Less likely in to do it, less likely to have a player who will do it regularly in League One, I would say, because they will have been already found. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. fingers crossed, eh? Yeah. So we'll see. As one say, draw written all over it, though. Yeah. <laughs> you just laugh. It's just because they are, they are. We'll see what they're like at the back. I'm intrigued to see what the, what defence Adkins can put out. It could well be that they, they they can stiffen it up a little bit more. But um, it's a yeah. But or they but, might yeah, not need yeah. to because we can't score. You know. Yeah. We're good for one, aren't yeah. we? 
Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Should we do? Um, should we? Um, yeah. I'll quickly mention the shirts I've got. Yes, indeed. Because yes. we haven't got a great pedigree against Hull. Um, mm. To my over my right hand shoulder, probably your left, and um, is the now the new retro release shirt from the ninety one ninety two season. Um, we beat Hull in nineteen ninety one. I forget what the score mm-hmm. was. As I say, there's not a huge amount of source material for me to um, to mm. call upon for winning shirts against Hull, but I do have the famous five two away win when uh, Francis mm. Jeffers Allen Lee. Jamie Peters and others oh, scored, yeah. um, which was a highlight for those who made the trip on a Tuesday night to Hull. Mm-hmm. Um, should we do Daryl's t- um, combined eleven? Yeah. We've yeah, got two. Indeed. We have two. We have a, combi- yeah. a twenty-two. Um, yeah. Do you want to do one and I'll do the other? Okay. Yeah. Do you lead. Do you want to. You, you, you lead off with the first eleven because these are two really good teams actually they've put together and some interesting combinations. You want to go for it? Yeah. So um, yeah. in the first one, um, Stephen Bywater. Um, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see. You no, know, Alan and Alex Bruce is in there as well. Yeah. Um, so we've got. So running across. The, should we? I'll run across the back line. You can. You can okay. chip in with your thoughts. You've got right back Liam Rossini, yeah. a centre back pairing of Delaney and Alex Bruce, and then left back you've got Wayne Brown um, of the sort of Burley era, really. Um, I'd be inclined to switch Brown and Delaney around. Personally, that's the thought. Actually, yeah, that's a good idea. But, um, that that yeah. would make sense. Yeah, but um, but it's that's a solid back four. I think, and Rosinha will get. You know, the, 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 there are some options there. Midfield's interesting. We've got a blast on the pitch. Got Mark Noble, who yes, I, you'd have to have him in there really. But also alongside him was Billy Baxter. Now this was an interesting one because we we need to talk to people from the Alf Ramsey era because he played he was you know he was with us for nine years um he then had a brief period afterwards at Hull from 60 to 71 he, st- he was with us for well it was 11 years he was there over the whole decade but um he started I think his positions I know it's an, an inside forward in old languages a number 10 we know that but a wing half I think a wing half that's how he was described okay. everywhere everywhere I looked him up and I said well what else can I find out no he's a wing half that's all I've got so um I think that that would sit. He's on the right side as well. So we have him and Mark Noble in midfield as a right-sided central midfielder, I guess is how you describe him. Okay. But I was, you could drop him into the back, but that works quite well. And the two wide people we have are the great Jimmy Bullard and Stephen Hunt, yeah. who in, in many ways are quite similar, but in many ways are quite different as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of that famous um, team talk, I think, on the pitch, yeah. that celebration. Yes, yes exactly. Um, the front pair, I can't remember um, Waghorn's spell at Hull, but... I. I'm not going to doubt Daryl. No, um, no, he's alongside the recently retired John Walters. That's a pretty yeah. S- solid. Yeah, we like that strike pairing. Um, yeah. Should we hop, skip, and jump through this the second eleven as well? We've got Stockdale in goal. Yeah, um, we've got a, back, a three got five a two, isn't it? It looks like it. Yeah, it's a, you've got Ibrahim Asanko. I didn't realise play for some reason you forget when play. Oh, oh yes, he did play for them. You remember Neil Thompson, of course, from. Um, he would have been what late? He would John, have been John the Lyle, 90s. Burley, yeah, 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 exactly that here. And Dale Roberts as well. Mm. And that was Roberts is obviously earlier vintage. He would have been late seventies, and then he moved to Hull afterwards. So I think, so yeah, that that that's the back three there. Then we've got a, a stack of central midfielders, really, from what I could make out. You've got Jake Livermore, David Andrews, Keith. So, Oh, so Keith Andrews. Keith I just keep. Oh, there's. I know what it is. There's, I keep calling Keith David Andrews. Keith. Keith Andrews. David Andrews. Because there's an Irish politician called David Andrews, and that's why I've got it into my head. I was going to say it was going to be something it's, Irish. It's, 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 no, that's what it is. That's, that's why I keep. I, I keep writing that. It's Keith. So it's Jake Livermore, Keith Andrews, Simon Walton, David Norris, and then we've got Cameron, Cameron Stewart out on the left wing. Well, <laughs> so it's just scraping into the combined. Just into the team, and then up front we've got Will Keane and Nicky Forster. It's obviously. Yeah. 
I think Daryl's got the balance right. The first team that he's put out is really, really strong. And sadly, the one person who doesn't make the team is, <laughs> well, well, Lee Bracey is a keeper who never played for us, as poor old Aaron McLean. Oh, the aforementioned uh, yeah. McLean. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Interestingly, Daryl has mentioned um, to, to ha- the coach for this team to be, uh, the manager to be uh, Mick O'Brien. Now, that's a name that will bring back, I don't think I'd be amazed if anybody remembers this. Yes, this, this character. Me, yeah. Is he? Uh, he was. Uh, he was uh, the uh, the first paid manager for the for the um, for the club back in back in the nineteen thirties, and uh, he. Um the, the, well, I'll, I'll, I'm going to read that Susan Gardner's brilliant, brilliant book, Ipswich Town in History. She's very diplomatic about what happened. Um, remember, we, we're not a club that's, that that um, sacks managers. We never ha- in a, in a hurry. But O'Brien seemed to get drummed out of the club fairly quickly. Um, I'll pick up the story here. Over the years, Ipswich earned a reputation for not sacking its managers, but this was not the case for their first. Despite success on the pitch, winning the Southern League, qualifying for the FA Cup proper, only to go out in the second round, and beating Norwich in the Hospital Cup at Portman Road, and what was described as a happy atmosphere at the club, and despite all the indications predicting that his second season at Ipswich would be even more successful, O'Brien was summarily sacked. Ivan Cobbold released a terse statement that portrayed a certain ruthlessness that has rarely been associated with the Cobbold family but this appears to have risen to the surface from time to time the statement read O'Brien is no longer anything whatever to do with Ipswich Town FC I suppose in due course a new secretary manager will be appointed but the board will be in no hurry I'm confident that we will carry on for the time being the players are absolutely happy and this is not going to upset them at all Um, and there you go Uh, um, there's the um, was it, what was the phrase, not anything whatsoever to do with Ipswich Town anymore? Yes, indeed. It said, uh, O'Brien will have nothing, uh, will no longer, is no longer anything whatever to do with Ipswich Town oh, FC. I love that That's phrase. Swift and brutal is how Susan summed it up. The 1930s version of Mutual yes, Consent indeed. FC. Yes, yes, indeed. Now, why would you get rid of a manager that quickly is the question. Now, um, Susan's very diplomatic in her in her book about what it was. Cause she, but um, I, I, this, I'm not sure how fact-checked this was. I'm sure it was by Brian Scovel in his book. He said that there may have been um, uh, there may have been problems of a um, let me how can I put it gross professional misconduct and not necessarily to do with anybody in the club, but possibly related to somebody employed or the wife of somebody employed in the chain of pubs. And we shall draw a line under it at that. So go. anyway, indeed. so that was what Scandal. happened there. Scandal indeed. Yes. Um, <laughs> If anybody has any further information, we would be interested. Yes. I think I think Susan handled it brilliantly, to be honest, in, in her notes. Nineteen years uh, old, if you've, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so there we go. So that's um, so that's uh, so that's that's. Well, uh, what you've started, Daryl. I, I hope you're right. pleased with yourself. Yeah, indeed. Some <laughs> scandalous yeah, gossip. Yeah. Should we do some questions, Harry? Or by all means, let's go fresh. Let's yeah. Go so, um, where do I start here? Um, oh, Sam Chapman. Poor old Sam Chapman. Come on, mate. Which game do you th- do you both think will be the one that confirms the relegation? My guess is that it will be the Preston game, uh, which is on Good Friday, which is very fitting. I quite mm. like the kind of poetic kind of styling mm. of, of Ipswich being relegated on Good Friday, only for Bolton to go have a points deduction and then for our relegation to be rescinded on Easter Monday, maybe. 
rise from the dead. Uh, yeah. Well, I wrote, I wrote a note here saying, well, if we're not safe by Swansea, I think we might struggle. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I've got it. I, for some reason, I've got, I've got, I've got Birmingham in my head, but I could be, I could be wrong, but that, that's, that, that's, that's, I think it'll be quite early, won't it? Because I think yeah, Rotherham and yeah. Reading um, yeah. are all winning at the moment, whereas we're not. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, I think it'll, about the turn of April, I think it's probably, yeah, the countdown begins properly. Um, um, oh yeah, blue soap. So I don't know. If, I think Stat tweeted this a few weeks back. Will we score three or more goals this season? Um, we have a long-standing record God. of not of of not failing to score um, more than three times in a match. Have I said that correctly? I might have got my no, no. You're spot on because right. there was a that came we under to the last of... day, didn't we? And we, yeah. last game home game under Mick, I think we almost mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Well, hopefully uh, we'll get some wins, won't we? And that... Yeah, we hope to get some wins, but I'm not confident on that one at all. Mm. I really wouldn't be getting a, seeing us scoring three goals. That would be wonderful. No, actually, yeah. we have scored three goals. At, home. Scored, uh, at, home. at home. Yes, at home, but yeah. it's not... Yes, yeah, Swansea, we got them, but that was that was bonkers, yeah. Mm. Um, let's... Um, a question from Zach. Um, Zach Cunnell. Um, do you mm-hmm. think we will struggle to compete financially in League One, or will Evans try to back up... Um, to get back up at the first time of asking? I know you guys... Um, talked about finances and wage bills particularly in league one um, yeah do you think that evans is gonna um try and do it on the cheap um as we've talked about already or do you think he'll go for it one season and then if it doesn't happen the budget will then be reined in i don't know i don't know if you know rich i that's mm. any that's anyone's guess i hope it's going to have to be reduced anyway we know that um because just because of the loss of the, the loss of the tv money but um that's that's the sixty four thousand dollar question. It yeah. really is. It really is. I, I don't know we'll the answer. Out, won't we? And I, I, I think this it sounds weird to say, but the season ticket um, price mm. I think is a factor in that as well. Um, yeah. I think if if we're going to go for it, I think the season tickets will be probably a bit cheaper to encourage people to fill the ground. Whereas if I yeah. think the prices are basically the same, I think it's about squeezing as much out of it as possible. Maybe I'm reading the wrong things into that, but um, yeah. I, th- I think it'd be very difficult for us to shed money off the wage bill. And as Dave said, on the again, on the, the brilliant mailbag show, there'll be some tough decisions made off the field, I think, that... That's to try and put, make sure yeah. the money is on the pitch, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's when Dave said that. That really struck home, actually. That yeah. you know, it's not that. Yes, the players, yes, they're on high salaries and it's a very precarious life. But it's the people behind the scenes. They're the ones you genuinely worry about, actually, because that's yeah. you know they're, they're 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 playing by different rules, and that that is hard. That really is hard. Yeah. Um, on a re- on a related theme about next season, Arthur Pickthorn, am I wrong to be very confident about our chances of bouncing straight yeah. back next season? And why do we need to sign a gnarly midfielder player when we have actually actual technically mm. talented players? Yeah. Um, and Ward can bring experience when fit. Well, when or if fit. Mm. Um, we've got another question from my mate Seb about um, gnarly players. So maybe let's park the midfield bit. But confidence yeah. about next season does it grow because we're starting to play a bit better? Um, mm. If Judge signs, uh, if Judge signs, I guess that builds confidence. But what are you, what's your thinking about next season, Harry? Are you, do you have that confidence? I'm, I'm, I'm apprehensive. I, you, he's right. Arthur's right. Um, and, you know, it could be because Dave and I are probably on the same page with this. I'm just apprehensive about ben, bouncing, bouncing straight back up and storming the league, etc. You're Arthur. Be you're totally right to be confident. As I say, I could be, I could, I could be just a little bit too cynical. My fear is. We, we're not being narrowly relegated here. Mm. And, um, for example, the thoughts of an opening game against a newly promoted Lincoln would concentrate my thinking. You know, there's going to be, it's, it's you know, it's, it's there's going to be some pretty good teams playing 
above themselves in the top quarter of the table no question about that and that's that's what we're going to be up against it's more that than anything else i don't think we're going to struggle in any shape or form but i'm just my, my i guess i'm just trying to temper people's expectations but i could be that could be just me um i think i think arthur's totally right to be confident you've got to go into it optimistic and say right let's just go for this he's quite right in that sense but i'm just worried i'm just frightened of getting carried away myself given given what i've seen happen with other teams down there but i could be as i say I could be completely wrong. And I think your, your suggestion yeah. of playoffs being par, I think, is a fair one. I don't think anyone should have yeah. any expectations of an automatic yeah. bounce back. If it happens, fantastic. But yeah. um, I think, as you say, yeah. there might be a slow burn at the start of the season and then suddenly, hopefully, things and then, will click. And then we gather momentum, particularly yeah. if, you've, if you have people like George playing for us. Yeah. Um, let's continue Arthur's question. He, he talks about yeah. a gnarly midfielder, and I think that was again mentioned on the Malberg show. Um, Seb um, asks, are we a horrible centre-back and a horrible centre-forward away from being a decent team? Would you accept the sale of one of the crown jewels to Zelbishop Bart to fund these purchases? Or see if Hurst signings can step up. I think we all agree, probably on the Blue Monday team, that there's a we're a bit of a soft touch at the moment. And I I quite like the yeah. idea of a midfield enforcer and some centre back, mm. and maybe a maybe a nasty striker, a sub causer, or a horrible striker. Do you agree with that? Do we need a horrible spine, Harry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's a question of balance, and I just think an experienced head who will add steel and athleticism will allow the more technically creative players to play their game and not necessarily in every game either you wouldn't necessarily have to play them all the time i'm not suggesting we build a team around this wizened old hack who's out there sort of you know sort of swatting and swiping and his way through the league but i think it's a question of balance in midfield and i even looking at hull for example without stewart there that they have got a problem bristol city lacked any steel in midfield and we were able to play our way through them and give them all sorts of problems there so I just think given what we know is in League One given that it is a greater emphasis on physicality and athleticism over technical ability we need someone in there just to nullify that strength that other teams might have and neutralise it which will then give the players the creative players like the Dazelle like Bishop the chance to express themselves with some freedom and they can then just cut loose when you have someone like that stifling space it frees the others up then to hurt opponents Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, that's my reckoning. In terms of horrible mm. strikers, um, Mullet asks, um, oh, yeah. there's a rumour whispering across North Suffolk that a certain Hull striker from that part of the world has indicated he'd love to be Lambert's main man up top. If it were true, would you accept it? Could you accept it? Could we afford it financially and morally? Being the most appropriate word, I think, there in Mullet's question, morally. Uh, we're talking um, of the aforementioned Chris Martin. Yeah. Um, Harry, um, what say you on Chris Martin? I've written this, but I did make a note on this one. I've written down, Mullis is trying to provoke me into using bad language. <laughs> it, it won't happen. <laughs> Definitive. Yeah. We'll add, well, we need to have the Harry from Bath chastised list, because I'm not going to say, I'm, you're not the kind of person to have a shit list. We need to have kind of a, I'm yeah. not angry, I'm just disappointed. I'm list. very disappointed. Roy Keane, really Chris Martin, we're adding to it slowly yeah. by yeah. surely every week. No way. We couldn't, money-wise, anyway, and everything about him. I mean, you know, it's, I, I just, it would be... It's it's wrong on every level. That is. But, um, he does but thank uh, Chris Martin like striker. I think. Yeah, I but I want to thank Mullet for taking the time and trouble to ask the question. <laughs> Swatted away. Um, Mark F. What will a week off do for refocusing the minds, getting some more practice in, and gelling a bit more as a team for the final running? Mm. 
it's it's a good thing I think for us. I think we're as I say, time time is what we need. It's, it's particularly not for this week, but for next week. Having Keane coming back in, giving him some extra some ex, some extra time. But also with with so many young players, having all these games on top of each other, a week out, everybody can recover, regroup, get your heads thought, get your get your your heads clear, get your thoughts clear, and then you can go again. It works in our favour. I think it also works to some degree in Hull's favour in that they're able to sort out their defence. So it's not necessarily us. The teams who don't like international breaks are the ones where everybody is fit and they're on a roll because mm-hmm. they've got they just want they just don't want to stop playing they just want to keep going but for us I think it's a positive that's my I don't know whether you'd agree with yeah, that yeah I, I think yeah. I agree with that yeah. Yeah. Um, one person um, it'll be interesting to see who Lambert starts up from we had a question from Gabriel Sutton who does some really great stuff with the championship content um, yeah. underscore football lab um, Caden Jackson yes. could he yeah. do well in league one but with better service I guess two questions one from me is um Will Jackson start? Um, and secondly, could he do well in League One with better service? Is he the type of striker that Lambert would like to start? I, I still see him as an impact sub. I could yeah. be wrong. Though. I don't think he's he fits Lambert's way of playing, does he? Mm. Which yeah, is why I don't think we've seen too yeah. much of him. But, but I think he would be still... But he's a very effective piece of kit to have in your squad going Absolutely into League right. One. No and, question about that. But the, kind I of the, the backup 4-4-2 four, four, yeah. that... If, if yeah. we're chasing a game, exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly that. He can play off. He can play off a striker if you know if Keane is getting in amongst the defence and you needs he just needs somebody to work off him because he can finish. We've seen moments of real class from him, but we just haven't seen enough of them. So it could well be going back to the old building combinations thing. A whole season of him combining with the others regularly in that final third of the pitch gives us the momentum. Then hopefully the following season, if we do go back up, yeah. yeah. Um, mm. Super friends, eight games left now. How many points will we get? How many games will we win? Yeah. He reckons we'll double our wins tally for the season and get three more. Um, mm. Thoughts on our chances? I mean, we've got some, we've got a yeah. range of games, haven't we? We're playing kind of mid, lower table. Yeah. We've got Bolton, haven't we? Um, then mid table teams like Birmingham, Swansea, and then yeah. Sheffield United, Leeds. Yeah, um, it gets it starts easier and it gets worse as it goes on. I have to say, you know, finishing with particularly with those two at the end. Um, I think Bolton and Birmingham, to me, look the most winnable. It depends how the Blues react to the points deduction. Yeah. They'll, they'll take it They're one on a bad run at the moment as well, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Outside bets for wins are Swansea. It would be bizarre if we did the double oh, on the one double team. On that, Swansea, that, would, yeah. that would be just nonsense. Another 3-2 um, would be nice, wouldn't yeah. it? Hull is an outside breath. Brentford, depending on what they do, they can be they can be a bit of a curate's egg, um, but they would be an out, that would be an outside bet. Um, I've got us down. If Will Keane is back and firing, we're looking at to me twelve to fourteen points out of out of those games. Um, without him, it's probably nearer to nine to eleven, sort of ten pointish. But it's in that range. I think we will pick up some points. I think two two wins looks very achievable. Three would be fantastic. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, Benjamin Arier, um, which players would make your championship two of the season or alternative? Who's been your championship player of the season? I must quickly plug Ben's video. Ben's yeah. picked his championship team of the season. Um, have you got a, um, players or player that you would yeah, call can, out, apart from obviously I, Bowen? Yeah, I, Ben, he, I, I remember when he did it and we were we were chatting about it beforehand. Um, I've kind of put my own team together, which is broadly very similar to Ben's, I have to say. But um, so, you know, but, uh, but the team I put together had Randolph, as Ben did. I then, slightly different defence, I went with James, Callas, Hagazi and Stevens across the back. Bowen and um, Hernandez out wide. And then I had Phillips, Grealish and Norwood in the midfield and Pookie up front. Honourable mentions to Webster, Lolly, Buendia and McGinn. Um, 
the player, my player of the season is an unlikely one because everyone's going to go for the usual suspect, and that's Reese James at Wigan. Because I think Great he show. is the one player who could properly break through into the international team and have a proper a long-term career there. He has got the potential 30, 40, 50 England caps, no question at all to me. I was mm. so impressed with him at Wigan. I really was. I just thought, blimey, this kid can play anywhere. He's an absolute natural. But um, there you go. That's my answer. Yeah, I haven't got a team, but I, you can't let pass um, too much past Hernandez. Um, yeah. <laughs> I quite like Norwood actually. I've been a long, fa- yeah. long-standing fan of yeah. Ollie Norwood. Lovely and it's player. great to see him doing yeah. well for Sheffield yeah. United. Um, yeah. <laughs> you've got to give it to Pookie, haven't you? Although we've maybe raised some doubts on Pookie. Um, and I also like John yeah. McGinn um, and yeah. Grealish, um, but that, yeah. that's Villa. That's maybe yeah. some Villa heart leading head there. Um, <laughs> let's end with um, Simon's late question, Portman Ginge. Um, Harry has stood in... I'm going to slightly tweet this question. Harry has stood yeah. in a corridor and a fire starts. We, there's no accusations as to who started said fire. To his right is Roy Keane. To his left is Keith Stroud. In the middle is Chris Martin. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> Who do you save, Harry, apart from yourself? You've only got one person that you can cradle in your okay. arms like a baby you who's getting now. saved. Right, well, I was thinking initially, when you just, I didn't realise Chris Martin was thrown in as an option. I'm, I'm, I've lobbed him in. It's a late change for right. me. Right, well, that gives me options. You see, the, 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 Martin, you can work him two ways. He can either He's either going to be an obstruction to stop you getting out of the fire. That's one, the negative way. The other option is that you can actually throw him onto the fire and put the fire out. Because <laughs> that could, just on just on sheer volume, that might work in your favour. No offence. Um, but um, that was, so that's, so that's taken the, that's taken the, Martin. there's no way he's going to, no, he's, he's, he's not going anywhere. Um, no. And I was thinking, I was thinking probably difficult one this, but I would probably go for Keith Stroud because I reckon that Keane could probably put the fire out simply through the dark forces of his imagination. He's the kind of guy who he can control fire. He can, control fire. Yeah. He can control fire exactly through sheer willpower. As I say, we don't know what do, we the don't dark know Lord. what forces we're dealing with exactly. So that's my that's my that's my answer on that one. Brilliant, brilliant question. Well, Keith Stroud's the only one you could probably actually pick up. Because he's like yeah. a small child, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, there you go. I've actually got one more question to love into the mix. It's just come to me. Um, okay. Which we might... Um, well, I'll ask it and um, we'll see how we get on. Um, Bristol City's new badge. Um, how has that gone down locally, Harry? The, like the Norwich City-esque Bristol City badge. No, it's, they don't like it. They really don't like it. It's, um, I haven't no had suspension any... suspension bridge in it, which I know has upset no, a few people. That is absolutely true. They just think it's been designed by a committee. They really don't like it. They think it's a... Uh, it's uh, it's what corporate, was it? isn't it? Yeah. Yes, that was one person said that. They, one, another chap who came in during the week said, uh, glib and facetious was how he put it. Mm. He said, it's horrible. And he said, it was almost... It's exercised them more than any poor run that Lee Johnson could take the team on put it that way they really don't like it they just feel it's um what's the phrase one of them said it speaks to me of nothing that was the comment yeah, he made yeah it. it's a really so, bland isn't yeah. it yeah, they don't like it at all. So um, it's uh, and I saw Brentford tweet about it, just thinking that everybody seems to be nicking the idea of having a roundel as your, um, yeah. you know, as 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 a team crest. I don't know who came up with it, but um, mind you, it's not as good as the Leeds one. That was my favourite oh, one. That, the that, that was remember the one with with the, with the fist, you yes. know. Kind of, I mean, it reminded me of a, of a salute from past times that we wouldn't want to dwell on too much. No. But it was, uh, it was uh, <laughs> that was really unfortunate. But they had the good sense to pull back. It seems that Bristol just went away and did it and then presented it as a fait accompli which I think is really not wise that's the other thing with our 
our crest, which I love, that came from the fans. It came through a lovely process, and it's one that I'm deeply proud of. But mm. it, I don't think I don't think I haven't seen anywhere that there was there was any fan involvement in the process. But I've, I no, their it's Twitter but, account or the they did some Twitter videos which suggested that their fans had bought into it. But I suspect probably. Could you say that you like it, please? Mm. Note to football no. clubs: get mm. your fans involved in designing your badge, for God's mm. sake. Yeah, agree. Uh, anyway, mm. um, Harry, brilliant work as always on Hull. Cheers, Rich. Um, Thank you as well. Always enjoyable to chat through that. Do you want to give us your plugs? Where your Twitter is yep. and where your blogs uh, are. Friday lunchtime, um, notes with um, formations and highlights will go up on TWTD and it can be found on at Harry from Bath. That's my Twitter feed. Any content that goes up on TWTD or any things we do on Blue Monday, they'll always be linked on there. Brilliant yeah. stuff. Brilliant. Um, you can find the channel at Blue Monday ITFC and you can find yeah. me at Ipswich. Um, Ben's got a load of great content on there, championship content, um, stuff yeah. with Kieran Maguire, um, stuff about the team Brilliant. of the year, reactions. He's doing quite a lot of these reactions videos as well. Really great stuff. So I rec really recommend that kind of stuff. And Mikey is in the hot seat on Sunday's uh, flagship show yeah. with a dream team that is David Diamond and yours truly. Um, oh, I shall be back to talk about Hull. Our latest one or draw, Harry. So I shall <laughs> speak to everyone then. <laughs> uh, cheers. Thanks everyone for listening. Have a great weekend. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.